0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority.
1: Have uh, you any imported cigars?
2: The Authority on Everything Cigar... In and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm just going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan.
0: They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful.
2: What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light him up. Smoke if you got him. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbells. Light em up,
3: light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, June... June 23rd, 2018, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana cigar sound stage. And today, hashtag TCA boom. We have brought in firepower this week. Our friend Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust will be joining us as we light up the latest of the Firecracker series of cigars. It is the Mi Carita
4: firecracker welcome everybody to the cigar authority you kill me because you wrote it out phonetically and you still added a t where you clearly have a d but you're listening to the cigar authority now in its ninth year making it the longest continually running cigar podcast awarded the ambassadors of cigars by cigar journal magazine awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row the cigar authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Why do the gringos choose cigar brand names
3: in Spanish when they are not Spanish, never went to Spain, don't know the Spanish language, and they feel compelled to use a Spanish name? Because, why? It's
4: cool. I am guessing that there's a cool factor there. You end up hanging out with people in the factory all the time. These are your buddies, these are your friends. You have some inside jokes. You're in you almost 100% of the sales are in the US
3: and well, much we, like us we struggle with somebody else's language. It's not ours. Why don't you just why there's a million words out there. Why can't we use English words? Why do we have to do this? Now I have to learn it and phonetically pronounce it, and I don't speak Spanish. And I choose not to learn how to speak Spanish. I tried to learn how to speak Spanish. I've tried many I times. I can't it do it.
4: It doesn't work out for me.
3: Nor can I do it if I, if I phonetically... Mi carida. There we go. All right. But it sounds weird that I'm doing it. You that. could
4: take every letter R and make it a Y sound like Barry does.
3: And you know we, we leave out letters in the New England accent, therefore... We leave, we add letters and remove them from the Spanish language. I think we
5: should just go about calling it by what it means. So I'm just going to refer to the cigars by mistress.
3: Here we go. My mistress, the firecracker. There you go. Okay.
5: okay. She's a fiery right head.
3: So no Ed Sullivan today. Uh, he uh, is in Portugal. Speaking yes. Portuguese. I believe he is <laughs>
4: attempting Portuguese in Portugal. And he, he's and in, in the, the chat room. room. He's in the
3: chat room. Hi, Ed Sullivan in the chat room. Must be, uh,
4: what, 4 o'clock in
3: the afternoon where he is or something like that? Whatever. It's a different time, that's for sure. Um, And um, Barry Stein is in the wheels of steel over there, being the producer. You haven't done this in a long time.
5: Thankfully, and uh, hopefully I keep my job by the time we're done. All right.
3: But we're up and running. We're recording. We're live. I have confirmation
4: from YouTube that we are live. We're on.
3: We're on, so that's good. Um, And we did that for a couple of different reasons, And, and one could be that um safety reasons
4: yeah we weren't really sure about the rating of the stage now that it's getting older i don't know
3: remember oh. the old tvs
5: when it was turned up too bright it would buzz yes so i'm going with the hairs too bright yes that it
4: would create a buzz
3: and, and i think we're gonna squeeze that in we're gonna somehow yeah, we're gonna, get you off we're gonna, camera we're gonna, today
4: we're gonna find a way to get you on camera
3: barry has uh, gone blonde he is, um, has blonde hair. And, and I'm, I'm already early. having more fun. So. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave You've the, proven that theory. <laughs> we'll leave that to the audience to decide what they think of that. But uh, let's, uh, let's light up the first cigar, which is uh, we're going to bring Steve on right after um, our first segment and then get into his. But uh, let's have the first cigar, which is part of the care package. Yep.
5: Today's first cigar is the Firecracker, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for United Cigar. The size is three by fifty and it features a Corojo wrapper over Nicaraguan Binder and Fillers. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back four ninety-nine while a box of twenty-five is just one oh six ninety nine, which is a savings of a patriotic seventeen seventy-six. There we go. Or just over fourteen percent off the single price on twoguyscigars.com.
4: Did you two asshats pull that off on purpose? I don't know how that No,
5: I, when I was doing the math, I was like, there's no way we knew this happened. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, it's so Dave, though. <laughs> it is. And uh, if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com.
3: That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right. So we look at it. We have an unfinished foot. We have the curly head top with the wick being tucked inside the band of it. And the question is, how do you cut the cigar?
5: By the way, Ed Sullivan says it's 5.04 there, so he can begin drinking.
3: Okay, because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock where he
5: is.
4: He is,
3: so that's good enough.
4: It is good enough. Does that
3: mean Barry can start drinking?
4: Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Because Ed Sullivan won't drink, so Barry will have to fill his shoes. Is Ed
3: Sullivan a non-drinker?
4: He's a non-drinker. Completely non-drinker? Completely non-drinker. Really? Yeah. Because I know you had a mandate with him recently. We did have a mandate, and I didn't drink while out there because he doesn't drink. So when in Rome? No, that's not true. uh, He's not, like, in a program or anything. He just chooses not to consume alcohol, and I felt like, you know what? If he's making that choice, I can make that choice. I
5: didn't know that about him. Yeah. So you made him work for you to put out then.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it doesn't take that much.
3: No. <laughs> so there's a couple ways you can do this. You can take the wick out of the band, and then you can give it a twist, and it it's, doesn't even re- require a cutter at that point. Um, you can cut, leave the wick on there, which is what Ed Sullivan likes to do. He does. And he likes to smoke down, and then
4: all of a sudden the wick catches on catch fire, which in. does nothing to the smoke. It's not like it's going inside the chamber. But
3: Ed I, Sullivan has some quirks. He does something. He's a touch up guy. He touches up the cigars and all that. Uh, But anyway, um, one way or the other, it has to be cut, so let's give it a cut. It's time for the official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I am taking the wick off. I'm going to cut, and then I'm going to take the wick off. Yeah, I did that. Okay. All right. Very um, little red pepper on the retrohale. Barnyardy, basementy. To me, it's, it tastes like it has a tight draw, but that's because of the unfinished foot. It's not opened. It should open up as soon as I hit that
4: flame to it. It should. Speaking of flames, look at this. Two very familiar brands have begun appearing on cigar accessories from the Lotus/Integral Logistics Group. The company has entered into a partnership with Lifestyle Brands LLC to bring the Margaritaville and Landshark brands to the cigar cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and cases, with the items bearing iconic imagery and lyrics from singer-songwriter and best-selling author Jimmy Buffett. Here we have the Musket. Retails for $34.99. It features three jets single action meaning you press the button down the lid opens and the flame ignites you got easy adjustment at the bottom full metal jacket off of 34.99 and while the camera's on me i just want to give a little look over to our boy Barron's over there with his blonde hair which stands out oh so well with his black headphones oh you see. <laughs> shut the camera that was, off that, on was, me.
5: that was enough Leave them wanting more. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's part of your charm there, huh? All right, so I got the unfinished foot lit. And we're off and running. Yeah, we are. See, so I feel like I, I, don't, I don't have it lit enough because the unfinished foot maybe didn't light the tobacco underneath, possibly.
4: A little pepper on the
3: start. Yeah, I got it. It opened up
4: big time for me.
3: The original tight draw is not there anymore. Yeah,
4: it's something you can't panic about with an unfinished foot. Right. And for people listening to a podcast that are new to cigar smoking, an unfinished foot, when they finish the cigar, instead of cutting off the wrapper to match up to the rest of the cigar, like you see in most traditional cigars, they fold the wrapper over the end of the cigar, kind of closing those airways off couple of things happen you end up closing the drawer in the cold draw but you also get a boost of wrapper flavor when you light it so there's some thoughts on the different ways of lighting a lot of times we like to toast the cigar but with an unfinished foot i like to just go for it and get that boost of wrapper flavor and not burn it off
3: i concur so at the beginning it's going to taste a little different than it does after a while but you're gonna you're gonna draw that tobacco wrapper into the cigar, and it's going to be there throughout in a small way.
4: Was that a Corojo wrapper on this, That's parents? correct,
3: and
5: I'm getting a little bit of uh, red pepper flakes, a little bit of nuttiness, and the slightest hint of wood. <laughs>
3: That's like not fair at all. You hit the
5: button before you were finished talking. Because it was so correct. I feel like your wife
4: has talked to me about this premature problem that you
3: have. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, it's full-bodied. As it's supposed to be, and we we're having a conversation about the next rendition of. We haven't even had the the uh, Steve Sack's rendition yet. So let me ask you this: We we've both sneaked a peek
5: at the B Firecracker. Yeah, that is full to the
3: extreme. That's a ten, right? Does this still come off as full body in comparison to that? we' We're gonna go back to back so we're gonna we'll know that answer
4: you can't yeah your your issue is that once something reaches full flavor to you it becomes full bodied right out of the gate automatically when it is or it isn't you have to separate flavor and strength you have to start doing it We don't know how strong this is because we've taken six puffs it's not enough puffs to know how strong it is flavor wise is it a flavor bomb yeah absolutely so full flavored I don't know about the strength yet all right. So it's full-flavored
3: right now. One to ten?
4: I'd give it a solid eight wise say nine.
3: I'll go eight and a half just to keep it balanced. It's not far off, though.
5: You know what you need to
4: do? You need to, you need to do <clears throat> a different color than blonde, I think. You need, like, a lime green should be the next one. I just would c-
5: actually consider doing it because... I'm not upset with how
4: this came out.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm upset about it.
3: Yeah, everybody else is. I don't know what. what it the... looks.
4: It looks like you're <clears throat> one of those people who's trying to look younger. Okay, that's my problem with it.
5: I mean, I got a lot of people calling me Slim Shady this week, so I prefer Chunky
3: Eclipse, but okay, is that a candy bar could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> it should be. It should be. So, how this whole thing started, the firecracker. Um, I had this wacky idea of putting the wick on it. I You know, you look at different things, like a cigar or something, and what could this be? We we, we used to do the um, bowling the turkeys into, yeah. the, into the pins. We turn the candle pin. And bowling up here is not a duck pin, you know, shaped like... Uh, like you know, what a classic
4: old... cartoon bowling pin would be shaped like. Right. We have a different one.
3: Yeah, ours is called a candlestick, candle pin. Right. Looking like a candlestick. The balls but, are really small. Right. But it looks like a cigar to me. When I look at a candlepin, it looks like a cigar. And we made we made candlepins into cigars. And I look at I look at a small, short cigar. And if it had a wick on it, it would look like
4: a firecracker to me. So I wanted to do it. Is it true that candlepin came out of Saugus, Massachusetts, and it, the the Overweight Italian population kept getting their thumbs stuck in the bowling ball and hurting themselves while they were bowling. I don't
3: know if it bowling. was that, but it may have So they had to
4: go with a smaller ball so you, there was no chance you could get stuck in the ball and end up halfway down the court?
3: The, the ball for candle pins is a little larger in size than what a bocce ball would be. And bocce is like a lawn bowling, Italian lawn bowling. And what you do is just try to get close to the panini, the little ball... And, that, and it's, it's like dots. Isn't so. a
4: panini a sandwich? Uh, yeah, I was thinking
3: you get close to the sandwich. To a sandwich. You eat a sandwich while you're playing. Ah. I, I always did. I thought it was mandatory.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you could only play with one hand. you got to have a sandwich in one hand, and you play with the other hand.
3: Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to— So no
4: truth to that? That's the rumor that I heard. The Italian population kept getting their fat thumbs stuck in the bowling ball and dragged down the lane.
3: No, I don't think so. No? I think that was an episode of the Flintstones. Did you guys invent the
4: bumpers on the side because you couldn't get the ball down? No, that's a new
3: thing that that, uh, as I got older I would see there was such a thing, but there was never that. Kid can't get the ball down the alley. He just gets gutter balls and that's it. And that's it until he learns how to do it. And I think it's a mistake, actually, putting the thing, you bounce off it, and then you get a strike and the kid's all happy, did good. No, you didn't. So, that's sorry, a mis- that's a mistake. I digress. You should do. Anyway, so I wanted to come up with this firecracker idea and who to, what I thought at the time, and I'm going back 10 years ago, uh, March 2007, I actually went to Tatuaje. <coughs> Pete Johnson was on fire at the time. I thought he would be the perfect person for it. And uh, I told him he hated the idea. Hated it, not doing it. This is gimmicky. I don't want to do it. So, uh, turned down means nothing to me. Um, I'm a salesman. Um, Now it's time to start selling this idea, trying to make it happen. Um, So, the person that made the tatuaje was Don Papine, And as luck would have it, Don Papine. Came up here to our shop, two guys smoke shop, and he was doing a rolling event. This was at the very beginning of Don Pepin's success, and he would be rolling cigars and selling cigars. And I said, "Here, make a shorter version than the, than the robusto we was making. Make it three and a half inches." So, how to make a five-inch cigar three and a half inches? Is you just cut some away? Boom! He goes, "Here, here's your three and a half inch that you're looking for." And I said, now put a curly head on it. So he makes a little teeny one. And I said, make it much longer than that. So he adds tobacco to it and he makes it much longer. And I wrapped his band around it and I said, there it is. That's what I want. So he said, loco. And, not, and you uh, said 500
4: boxes and he said, I'll do it. That's right. <laughs>
3: that's right. <laughs> so that began the whole process of what uh, happened there. And we did that a few different times with them. Uh, starting on 4th of July, and we did a 4th of July each year for probably three years in a row, along with in between, that um, they would sell out real fast and say, you want to make some more? Give me a couple hundred more here and there. And actually, they were getting calls for it, that people would call them, and they say, oh, you got to go get it from two guys. So, do you want more of them? And I said, yeah. So Pete sees the production happening every time he goes down to the factory and then calls me one day and said, I might have made a mistake there. This thing has really taken off. Um, what do you think of if we do one? And I said, sure. He says, but I want to make it a little bigger and blah, blah, blah. So we created the M80. And M80 ended up coming out twice. And uh, Steve, um, Pete, if you're listening, I'm ready to do it again if you want to do it. But um,
4: highly successful. Always been a little disappointed that you never came out with a quarter stick the half stick, and the full stick of dynamite. It was all talk of it. It
3: just never happened. And now with FDA, we have the firecracker and we have the M80. And that's what we have. And I don't think we can go any further right now until things change, if things things can change. But um, we moved over to Jose Dominguez, and we had him make a firecracker. We had LFD do it three times. Um, Cro-Magnon did it. We did for tello once, and on Monday, this Monday coming up at ten o'clock, uh, Steve Saka, the Mika Rida, <laughs> will be released nationally. We're playing around with it a little today. Yes, we have it, and people in the in audience. The Salem are location it.
4: only because this is where we broadcast yeah. the show, and we don't. We didn't want to no i call Call it the the soft launch soft launch or the pre-launch
3: all right whatever it is it's happening um so this will be the 10th rendition 10 different um versions of this have come out so far from me there has been other renditions that came out from other people we call that the ripped off renditions and um one being la bamba that came out actually the same factory that was making it from us originally don papine Made it for them, and that was a big reason why I jumped ship. Uh, I take this stuff personally. I shouldn't, it's only business, but I take it very personal. There's uh, Isabella Cigars, whoever they are. Why am I even saying this? But anyway, um, they are ripping it off. Uh, Rocky Patel ripped it off and did a firecracker one year. Nothing to do with us, he just put it out. And American Dream, whoever they are, they did it, and others. So just some of them of what happens and the people do rip it off. But I'm the guy. I came up with it, the crazy idea. I come up with a lot of crazy ideas. And when I do, a lot of people make fun of me. And uh, most of them are failures and they make fun of me. When I get a good one, come on. Just let you have Let it. me have it because I'm going through enough losers. Uh, and that's how you hit home runs, folks. You take some big swings. And you miss a whole bunch of times. The they,
4: uh, Well, b- Babe Ruth b- led the league in strikeouts the that, year that he – That's what happens mostly, Barry. Set the, I was going to uh, go to you, right? The home run, home run hitters
5: yeah. strike I'm, out the most. I mean, look at Aaron Judge on the Yankees. Last year, most home runs in the American League, but he also struck out the most. He struck out 40% of the times he came up to the plate.
3: Yeah. So you are got to – Take a big swing if you're going to take a swing, folks. I know other retailers are listening here, uh, although we have FDA problems and you can't take such big swings anymore, but anyway, th- that was uh, part of what we ended up doing, and uh, that is it. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victus and Claire Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And today, it is going to be cookies versus french fries. Cookies Versus french fries, which one are you going to take? you got a plate of cookies, you got a plate of french fries, you is can only a, have one. Is it a specific french fry?
5: Your and favorite french fry cookie? and your favorite cookie. I will take Cajun Five Guys french fries any day of the week. Over a plate of cookies. Over a plate of cookies. Of your favorite cookies. Without a doubt.
4: Yeah, no, it's, it's steak fries from Yukon Gold Potatoes, deep fried twice. Wow, not a sweet tooth here, huh? Over cookies. I bet you if day, Ed Sullivan,
3: Ed Sullivan, you're on the chat box if you're listening here. Ed he Sullivan, takes French
4: fries. He takes cookies. He takes French fries. There's no really? way. There is no way. A plate of cookie, you get sick on that. You can eat plate after plate after plate of French fries. Keep them coming, baby.
3: Is he giving an answer? Well, we're 30 seconds delayed. Oh, all right. So, so he'll chime in
5: Well, when it's no longer relevant.
3: I would, I would say French fries, too. I think we just have a, a winner here, which is unheard of here on the standby. Steve Sark is in the
4: audience. French fries or cookies? French fries. Of course. French fries, we have no sweet tooth.
3: Cookies, wow. No one can eat
4: a plate of cookies. You get to the. Oh, f- you're wrong about that. You by get to the, the, the way, third or
3: fourth cookie and it's too much. I have experience in a plate of cookies. Barry, come on. French fries. Have you ever eaten a plate of cookies? He's still- I've eaten a whole box of cookies. There you go. Of course. What happens when? Have you have, when, when Ed they,
5: Sullivan got to go with the fries?
3: Wow, See? told you because he's a baker himself. He and I have been on a mandate before, <coughs> yes, so you we, have.
4: we know each other better than the average.
3: So French fries wins <laughs> it's a hands landslide. down. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen, so that's interesting. Okay, so uh, did you know that there is a fire cigar firecracker cigar plant? There's actually a plant that grows, and so I wasn't. The originator of the firecracker cigar. There's a firecracker cigar plant.
4: Kufia ignea is the name That's of that the plant. That's what it's called. Plant.
3: And I showed you a picture of it. Yeah. And It looks, looks like a little cigar.
4: Sticking out of a flower. Yeah. It's pretty odd, pretty odd cool.
3: Looking. The firecracker cigar plant. I think we should grow some and we should have some. But it grows in South Africa or something like is that. Is it edible? I don't know. No. It's probably <laughs> poisonous. Yeah. All right, so we're smoking the Firecracker, the
4: regular release that's ongoing. What do you think? Uh, it's true to its name. It's, it, it certainly is full flavored, although I'm not getting I went out. a ton of strength out of it. It is, it is a solid medium, and I suspect I've smoked it many times. I know. When You get to the band, it gets up to medium plus. Seven and a half to eight in strength. I'm giving it a solid eight in flavor.
5: See, I'll go six, seven in strength and eight in flavor. Mine
3: dropped in strength. It started off stronger. That's that Corojo wrapper. Yep. And then uh, made it down. And I have had three of the Mikarita firecrackers mm-hmm. already. And that is much stronger than this. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that has been determined. We know it. That's the way it is. Okay. Uh, let's go to break because there is a Saka- sasquatch sighting. steve saka from Dunbarton tobacco and trust is here and he's gonna light up the micrida firecracker uh we'll catch up with steve find out what's happening in nicaragua we'll light up uh what some believe will believe is the most powerful cigar ever we're live in the studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at two twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, Appreciated in commonplace at 2 com. That's the number 2GuysCigars.com. Thank you for your business.
6: Ooh, we're gonna have fun. When
2: the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network.
0: There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle
3: a natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder Indonesian, and the filler Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned.
7: Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars. They give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars
3: Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more.
0: This is Armand Asante, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority...
3: And we are back live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Now, in our ninth year, you can find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend, subscribe, give us a rating. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. The owner of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, maker of Mi Carida, Steve Saka, joins us. Welcome back, Steve. Hey,
8: man. So, I'm looking at this. This, what is this? The original firecracker or one that's continuously made?
3: That is the, ori- the, the, ongoing. On three. L- that's the ongoing one now.
8: Really?
4: I'm sorry, two. He's on two. I
8: should have done this, man. This is a lot easier the way they finish these. You notice how they do the heads on these? They're different.
4: Go a little louder on that, Barris. So, there we go. It is different. Did you yeah.
8: did you cut a circle out and pop yours throat? No. What, what we did is we made the, the fire tails, the fuses, I guess, totally separate. And then what they end up doing is they then lay it into the bunch. So about, um, I don't know, probably a half an inch of that tail fuse goes into the head of the cigar. It's not connected. It's not physically connected. Because every time I tried to do this, it always looked like, well, it looked like this. (laughs) It looked looked like like (laughs) shit. So, but now I'm seeing I put way too much work into this. I could have saved myself some time because if this was okay. This is okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> yours
3: is perfect. When you look at it, you know I never look. No, it's, it's like me. So did you cut a, <laughs> did, did, you, did you cut a slice and then fold it around? Or Did you put a hole and you slit it through? No, it?
8: No, no, no. The um, well, you got to remember the fuses are made separate, so they're twined individually. And then as you're making the bunch, the fuse is laid into the bunch, and then uh, when you're finishing the, the head you're actually slicing when you're doing the cap cut you're wrapping around you're doing it around the oh, fuse look at that so i mean legitimately i don't honestly i don't even get this why, why am i doing this because it's cool it's fun he's
4: referring to the uh i'm, f- I'm referring the fuse, to the fuse cuz it's like for those i just
8: broke it off and now i throw all that work away because you broke it off so i'm going to show you how to do it let me show oh there's it. a way i'm supposed to smoke it too yes it is Wow. so I mean, you leave been nice to know you want to
3: take a different one
8: no all right i
3: do watch you ruin yours all right i'm not going to ruin mine you've you ruined yours yeah okay so just like you're normally going to cut you're going all to right. cut it and you're going to actually leave that piece on there because as we're going to smoke it we're going to smoke through it why i don't know just because it's different that's what we do okay okay um it's time to cut our cigar and we'll do you think it adds to the flavor in it any adds way? to the experience oh. it's an experience smoking the cigar
8: don't ruin my my shtick here. I'm, I'm sorry. No. I'm just... <laughs> it. was a pain in the ass to make, particularly out of the broadleaf. I mean, like this fir- would have. First off, this would have been much easier to use. This. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. This material is much thinner, much more supple. Be much easier to. It was braid up to that. you. This is your rendition of what
3: it is, which may be the best one ever. So we'll see. I don't know about that. Well, we're going to see, and we'll be the judge of that, because we are the Cigar Authority. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So just like you normally cut a cigar, we're going to cut this one. And... This little annoying little piece that's going to be in there is going to be bothering me throughout the cigar.
4: It's part of its charm. Mm-hmm.
8: That's right. Yeah, that's what I always look for, a cigar that annoys me as I'm yeah. smoking it. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> and we're going to light our uh, Mi Carita firecracker today with... Why is that such a hard
8: word for him to say? You I have, have no, no idea. No because it's
4: Spanish. What I did was I just said it a few times before the show, knowing we were going to have you on and not wanting to embarrass myself.
8: I mean, did you see the wow. idiot guide to pronunciations I put out? Yes, I did. You didn't read it? Yes, I did. And, and then here's where I added it right in here.
4: Can, that, the, can the I two phonetically of you, put it in there? Can the two of you shut the hell up while I do the commercial right. and then go back this, to whatever it is you're there's doing? There's
3: going to be a lot of talking going on in the show. I got Steve here, this is, and we go head-to-head
4: head as, as much as we
3: can talk. You're going to fix
4: it? Yeah. Margaritaville musket retails for $34.99 it features three jets single action push button easy adjustment at the bottom and it does feature the patented vertigo big ass tank because vertigo makes this for margaritaville mine says it's five o'clock somewhere what does yours say mine says uh, no working during drinking hours how about you barry you You'll say something different
5: uh i didn't get one ah i am off camera so i am not, not on special stage enough.
0: no
3: lighter me, yeah. M-E-E, K-K-A-Y, Re, R-E-E, Da. du Da? Yeah, me querida.
8: Me querida. <laughs> Never mind. Don't bother. <laughs>
3: All right, so this cigar, now he, Steve can do whatever he wants and make it any way he chooses. The criteria was the size and that it needed the um, wick, long wick on it, and the unfinished foot. There's I no didn't one doing it. Flight. No, you did not.
8: You didn't ask me for yes, that. Yes, yes, but that's okay. But you so, know what? The truth is, you paid me so little for these. I'm not going to do that. too. All right. You already got your fuse. That's all right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, he was disgusted. He had to put a fuse on it. <laughs> I got to say, right out of the gate, comparing this to the regular firecracker, there is much more uh, fire and much more cracker going on. There is, uh, um, it's there's so, so much pepper on the initial light. It's almost an assault to the senses, and not in a bad way. But it's very, very peppery right out of the gate. Like if you put uh, just crushed black pepper onto a vanilla bean and just ate it. That's Barry
5: agreeing with him. Did
4: you hit your head this morning?
5: It's the blonde. It's affected the intelligence.
8: I thought that was gray. Okay. I didn't even notice it was blonde. He went blonde. You just Uh, thought he aged a lot. Still not sleeping with
9: him. No. (laughs) Mission accomplished.
3: Yeah, this is, uh, I'd say, at least three notches ahead of the um, regular firecracker.
4: Yeah, if if you were going to pick a cigar that's a 10 on strength, this is a 10, and flavor-wise. You, but you uh, We don't st- know about the strength. I've smoked it before, but we don't know about the strength after six puffs.
5: The, the strength is noticeable right at the beginning. No. You can't put a number on it, but you know you this know, is a strong you know cigar. Yeah,
4: you know you're in for something that's going to be f- truly full-bodied. I'll
3: tell you, it's beautifully packed, beautifully made, that it's so packed that it looks like it feels like it wouldn't draw, but it's
4: great. I, I actually enjoy the fact that you, you have a little resistance on this for the draw. I wouldn't say it's a tight draw, but it is right up against the line. There's some resistance on it. But most of that's going to be in the foot because
8: I ended up overfilling the foot intentionally because I found that the cigar burned too quickly. I mean, this is just such a dumb size, 3.5 <laughs> yeah. by 50. So when I originally made it, I made the Way, way, to, way to sell. Yeah, I don't, want you to feel,
4: <laughs> I don't want you to feel funny in any way about telling we, us how you really feel about the project. We only have 500 boxes to get through. It's not
8: like there's a... You do. I don't. <laughs> You're right. Um, all paid. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, basically, I, I took the Rita blend, and I didn't just want to make it taste like the gordita, because, I mean, why buy this instead of a gordita? So I wanted to amp the blend up a little bit oh, so it would kind of fit into the firecracker profile. But the problem is when I did that... It ended up burning too quickly and too harshly, in my opinion. So I ended up changing the bunching technique where I actually put a little bit more filler in the foot to kind of slow down the initial burn. And that helps take some of the bitterness out of it and also makes the cigar last a reasonable amount of time instead of 20 freaking minutes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you you can get 35, 40 minutes or more out had, of this little cigar it's so
4: strong I, I do have to smoke it slow i learned my lesson the first time uh so i, I was able to get an hour out of my second which, and which, third
3: which taught me also of how to smoke slower fuller body cigar smoke it slower and i've been able to get through a few of them already because i'm just going slow when i smoke it go okay. easy i but i tend to end up doing everything the exact same and don't do that with this, take your time, go easy.
8: But by changing the way the bunch is done with the foot filler, it almost kind of forces you to go into it a little slower.
5: I want to see Jonathan retrohale
4: this. Yeah.
8: <laughs>
5: Why
4: don't you wish in one hand and crap in the other and we'll see which one fills up first.
8: I actually don't find the retrohale to be that
4: comfy. Yeah, it's because you're a professional.
3: Wow, and he really does it. I mean, it's pouring out of him. Looks like a, a second mustache coming out of him. <laughs>
4: Wow. So you've uh, you've you've not been shy about uh, sharing with us your feeling on the firecracker size and uh, Yeah,
8: it's cuz I don't make any damn money making these tiny ass cigars. It's bagu- not years. all about
4: money. This uh, is we're here to make no, friends. I can attest friends? to the fact I can attest <laughs> Who needs
8: more friends. Right.
4: <laughs> I can attest to the fact that Steve doesn't give two poops about uh, making money or selling cigars because I had a box of his cigars in a Lady's hand. Uh, the last event he did with us. She had it. She was buying it. He interrupts and says, what what are you you getting these cigars for? And she says, oh, it's a graduation party. And he goes, those cigars are way too good for a graduation party. (laughs) Takes them out of her hand and instructs me to go sell her something different. Yes, but we have already made the purchase. He's done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't
3: matter at that point. He he talked her out out of it. I've been been
4: there. I
8: want want people to be happy with her We had
4: to implement a new rule, which was no more talking out of Mr. Saka. Just go back to making your cheroots and (laughs) playing with the tobacco off, off to the side.
3: I was on a Sunday. I wasn't here.
4: What do you think is authenticity, Steve, in cigar making? Because you certainly are somebody who's opinionated about tobacco and about cigars and the process. What does it mean to be authentic? The the
8: problem with that whole conversation is how do you say what's authentic without saying who's not authentic?
4: I don't want you to talk trash about anybody. I just want you to say what is authenticity to you. I
8: like people that actually go to these countries, actually select and buy and are capable of sorting tobacco. People that can actually teach a bonchero what the right thing to do and the wrong thing is to do, actually create their own blends. I, I don't like... I don't like so many of the products are really just entirely market-driven. Marketing-driven is the right way to say it. But, you know, that's me, and that's because I'm just jaded, you know. And ultimately, in the end, does it really matter? The consumer is going to smoke what they like and what they don't like. And even if the whole thing is totally fictitious, does it really matter not if, not not if they the like register, it. Yeah. Not if they like it. Not if they like it. So me saying. Sometimes they don't know if they like. They think they like it. I I love. Oh, there's doing a lot of people of that, that smoke it. a lot of brands because Bands. they think they're supposed to like it. Yeah, because they've been told they're supposed to like it. And That goes for food, restaurants. It yeah, goes of course. Everything.
4: Is there anyone that stands out as especially authentic in your mind? Someone that you look up to, maybe?
8: Yeah, I think that what they do at Roma Craft is genuine. I think uh, I think Nicholas is doing a genuinely good job. I think what That's Padron, Nick Malillo. Yeah, it's Nick Malillo. I mean, per, Padron is true to who they are, and Fuente's true to who they are. I mean, there's there's a lot of really good players, but there's also a lot of just kind of fly-by-night kind of people too. But the thing is, with all of those other people, very rarely do they ultimately end up succeeding long-term. They have their window. They have three, four years of being really popular, and then they just kind of go because, I mean, everybody has – Grand illusions that this is a business you get rich at, and it isn't. It's a business that you grind at. It's a business where you can make a very good living, but it takes, you know, two, three decades. Absolutely. Boy, this is uh, stinging in the nose.
3: That's what I'll have, and I haven't retro healed it, but it's still, it's, it's dramatically aromatic. It's a firecracker, right? I it's almost supposed threw to up. I tried putting a little be. bit through. Shame. I
4: don't
3: know. How are you no. retro healing?
8: Yeah, it bears every on. fifth or sixth puff. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't find it as sharp as you think. It wow. stings the nostrils. It does. Without retro. No, I tried
4: to put a little through, and it was like if you go any further, you will vomit. <laughs> so I had to stop. <laughs> oh, you talking That's about now? Pitch. Who's trying to sell the That's cigar? That's the
3: sales pitch. We're going to be stuck with these things
4: forever. <laughs> <laughs> you want? You take refunds? Yeah, yeah, actually,
8: I'll take them back at the price you paid for them. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're hanging on to these.
3: And they will believe me, they're all going to sell. If, if you're listening to the show, the um, the phones start at 10 a.m., and online starts at 10 a.m., you right? You're going to
8: be nervous about oh, not at all.
3: guys' T- cigars I mean, you. You've never
8: bought this many at one time. Right. But it's you. We, we know the product. We have faith in you. <laughs>
3: My, my, my prediction is three and a half hours No hours. way It's hours, not days It's 500 boxes It's hours, not days I say this about so many things Because it's years of experience When we do our anniversary tickets have, We do you you it the same thing you have 200 thing. boxes, right? Two, Two we've done 300 You've done is, 300 Is max But then we end up going back to them Right after it's gone And say, how about another one? And then in October we reel that back the, the, the But next you do a different
8: brand in October, right? Yes Yes. So, I mean, in October, you're doing a, a repeat of the Roma Craft Cro-Magnon version, right? I guess everybody knows now, yes. <laughs> it's on social media. I know, I didn't put it there. Well, talk to Skip. I, mean, I know, I good. didn't
3: put yours out there either. I say nothing, and it comes out, but that's a, it's all good. It's, you know, I, I notice I did not so respond to anything. All, it's but all like good. Like
8: a closed foot, you did not tell me I wasn't allowed to talk about it. No, <laughs>
3: He was, he was, was less, only, was less than couple, happy the first time it there, dropped. There was only a couple rules, the, the, the head and the, and the cap, but it doesn't matter.
8: So what, you want a discount because I didn't do a shitty job on it? Not at all? All. It's already paid, right? Yeah. Well set, There's yeah. no
3: problem. And, Check uh, cleared.
8: And uh, I may ask you
3: for more. Obviously. And that'll be up to you if uh, cigars, you're willing to uh, give them to me for less than they're worth. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Steve, obviously cigars and tobacco are your passion. If you okay. retire tomorrow, things don't work out with the FDA whatever, you're forced into retirement or you decide, you know what, I've had enough of the BS. Right. What do you do? What's your what's your other passion if you have one? I know. Fishing.
8: Yeah, I don't know what else to do. What What am I capable of doing? <laughs> you 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 Come You're very good at greeter con- at Walmart. Nope. You could do a food blog. <laughs> you were in the computer field. You, you Yeah, t- thirty odd years ago, like a, yeah. s- so great. I was. Dream. He was writing basic programs. I was, I was programs. technically at the top of my game three decades ago. And I Woo-hoo. think, in you're a graphic designer. <laughs> no, yes you are. You're a, a writer with some twelve year old in YouTube
3: telling me what to do next. Well, that's how they do it. <laughs> I see people fix things for me, and they they're Googling. Uh, and they're watching YouTube videos getting $200 an hour, and I'm like, <coughs> seriously, what? Well, I'm just seeing what this is. I could have done that. That's, That's the way it works nowadays. Um, you're a writer. You've, you've written. Mm, it, I
8: just write
3: how I talk. Whatever. It ends up working out. You've got a lot going on for you. But not. this is going to work out. Believe me, this is going to work out. And hopefully the idea of the firecracker is that maybe somebody there sees this funny little cigar, and they end up trying it. And it comes and goes that fast. And then they say, you know, I really like that. I wish it was only bigger. Well, they're all bigger than this. Right. So then they get onto the brand. And then it, it helps us in the long run. It helps you in the long run. And that's how I hope it, hope it works out. So if you've never had this before and you do follow the firecracker line as, as years go on, you're going to try this cigar. And you're going to say, wow, I even never even smoked that cigar before. It's really good. I would like to try it on other
8: sizes.
4: Is so there a Micarita size that's this strong?
8: No. There's nothing. No. This so
4: everything in Micarita is going to be a substantial it, but drop. But it's no,
8: similar. It's, it's, it's Look, the flavor profile similar, but I find the regular Micarita to be a little bit more smooth, a little bit more repeatable, a little bit more nuanced. And, mean, and that's a cigar that isn't nuanced to begin with. And but, it's a, I think
4: it's a little sweeter. Yeah. I
8: mean, the strength definitely takes away from some of the sweetness. I mean, everything's a trade-off. You make something more of one thing, you're giving up something else. And even if all those same things are still there, they just kind of overpower it a bit. So, I mean, I... What I'm interested... I think the interesting thing for a consumer is to buy this cigar and to buy probably the Gordita, which is 4x48. And that's a very good way to compare and contrast the core Mike Rita Liga versus the Firecracker Variation. And the chances are you're going to prefer one dramatically over the other. You know, and good for you if they like the firecracker then I guess you're the only people to buy it from, right? It'll be gone in 3 hours and it'll be yeah. over. But then they have to go to that point. But the
3: people that are going to call on Monday, maybe that's a good idea mm-hmm. to buy a few of the other one and do the comparison. That's what there. I would
8: do cuz I would smoke both and then you can compare the two cuz the gordita even though it's diminutive in size 4 by 48 it's very comparative in the way it smokes to the other Mickey Ritas. It's what four, else? Four by forty-eight. So Barry, you'll be answering the phones on Monday.
3: Yep, you're gonna have an interesting day. But I um, hate my life. But yeah. Yep.
8: Upsell them a five packer.
3: Upsell the gordito onto $150 yep. so that they get free shipping. There you go.
5: That's and, that's the play right there. That's Anybody the play. That's listening, yeah. So um, I just
8: I think it's interesting to compare the two because then you can really see the difference between the
4: two together. And speaking of comparing, you must smoke other cigars besides just your stuff. Yeah. Who are you smoking? Whose stuff are you smoking right now that you're digging on? Nobody's. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just no see so, so there's yeah. no truth to the rumor that you and Skip Martin are teaming up on a, on a project <laughs> no, together. I,
8: look, I smoke a lot of other cigars, but the truth is I've been so swamped with my own stuff. And it's just it was, so it was lately. Denial. There was no denial there. There, there was no, no denial. So I mean, right. just lately, I just haven't had time to smoke a lot of other stuff. So I'm really out of touch with a lot of things. I mean, and I always tell consumers this. They actually know more about what's going on in the marketplace than I do. I, I learn about stuff, seeing it online and reading social media stuff. I mean, I, I, I learn the same way as everyone else. You'd think I'd be paying attention to what everybody's doing, but my shit's so messed up on my own. I don't need to get into somebody else's. you got enough problems. Yeah. Did you, do you enjoy doing this project? Um.
4: Define enjoy. Yeah. yeah.
8: Take, take Depends on what it, your definition of the lack, these is. The lack of getting rich I enjoyed written. cashing the check. Yeah? That was good. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, and it, it made me make other sizes in this blend, you know, because I wondered what it would taste like if you made it into a real cigar. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I did that. I did, it like, I got one here. Yeah, you gave me a sample of it. Yeah, so... It was good. Yeah, but, I mean, I find it in the 6 by 52 I personally like it better in the larger format, but I tend I, I to liked it better in the
3: respect that I, I could handle it more than I could handle this.
4: Right. Me, is there a pocket in that longer version where it becomes what we're smoking now?
8: Well, it's identical. It's just scaled. Gotcha. But, of course, the size difference is always going to make this one a bit more biting just because of the it's higher heat. It's more aggressive on the palate. So you're saying if it's in a smaller profile, it is a stronger cigar. No, I'm saying that... If it's in the exact same blend in a smaller size, it's typically a stronger cigar, yes. Taste-wise,
4: yes. not strength-wise, nicotine-wise.
8: Well, you right, nicotine, you're going to get more nicotine out of the larger cigar than the smaller cigar. Right, always.
4: <laughs> but
8: you're going to get quicker like some in the sort sort of smaller like, cigar. Oh, this is an ongoing what thing. Is, what am I doing right now? Ah, this is an, <laughs> this is an ongoing thing you wouldn't understand.
4: <laughs> I, do, can, I do have to thank you in can, person. Can we I, go
8: back to the cookies and yeah, french fry harmony? Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
3: Are you pleased with the outcome of how the cigar came out based on the, the criteria
8: of what you were trying to accomplish? Yeah. And this is what you got. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with Look, I mean, for me, the goal is always to try to do something different because I don't understand why to make something in the market that already exists in the market. So I wanted to make it different than Miki Rita, but I wanted to make it have the same general general characteristics. I wanted to be true to the name Yeah. because to me the name – I hate it when something is named with a certain... I mean, if I'm told that this is, you know, uh, you know, creamy chocolate cigar, I expect creamy chocolate. When you get Firecracker, I expect it to be a strong cigar. So, I mean, uh-huh. so to me, the name kind of set the tone for what it had to be, you know, comparatively. <coughs> now, could I make something that's even stronger? Yeah, I mean, you could make something that's even stronger. But, but it's it, not going to burn properly. It's not going to taste any good. Well, who knows? I mean... Does this one taste any good? It's good. It's good. It's too strong for me. I disagree. I think mm. it's perfect. It's very good. But I mean, it's firecracker. What what'd, what'd you expect? So oh, could... could, could tampon. If it was tampon, right. it could go. Right? Similar look, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, you, that's
4: what the girls in the factory were calling them. <laughs> oh,
8: uh,
4: <laughs> uh, uh Could... Do you think that the firecracker brand could hold up to a Connecticut shade version of it if it presented with a fuller bodied experience for a Connecticut.
8: I mean, can you make a strong Connecticut shade cigar? Yeah,
4: but what's the point? I wouldn't want it to be strong nicotine-wise. F- plenty of flavor, but I think that this format would go great with a Connecticut and those people like myself who prefer a milder cigar. But why
8: would they buy a brand called Firecracker?
4: Right. Just the conversation we had
3: earlier today, he's been pushing this for a couple of years anyway, and I said, no, it has to be because we like milder cigars, and why don't you make a mild firecracker, because it's called firecracker, that's why I don't make one. Mild cigars
4: sell. It will sell, because it's mild. So why do you guys make these? They don't sell? No, of course they sell, but I'm talking the difference between 500 boxes and 2,000 boxes. So why don't you make something small that's
8: mild, but not call it firecracker? Call it the tampon.
4: Yeah, there you go, the tampon. All right. I didn't see this coming. The two of you teaming up on me. I wouldn't have gone down this line of questioning.
3: So, Steve, I follow you. You do lots of events. You're out there, and I caught some videos, and I know uh, we've done some stuff in the past where you tried to do the Velveeta thing with me, but eating bugs, eating blocks of Velveeta cheese, all this stuff. What's with that? Why? Because
8: events are so damn boring. So you make it an experience, and it becomes... I just try to make it mildly entertaining for myself. For yourself? Yeah, it's entirely selfish. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Okay, which
3: takes (laughs) me to the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this, and if so, for how much? And it's $100 or a box of uh, soccer firecrackers. Um, Dice some jalapenos with your bare hands, and then touch your eyeball.
4: I've done it with um, habaneros before, not on purpose, but I took my contacts out, forgot that I did it, and then put the contacts back in the next day. It's still left over. Oh, yeah, it was like macing myself twice. So, jalapenos, yeah, I'm in. I could do it.
5: I would say 100% I'm in, but then I'll be blind and I can't do the show, but I would 100% do it. Really?
3: And for 100 bucks? No, for the box of firecrackers. Okay. But that would be mildly entertaining for myself yeah. to actually do that. And that's exactly the whole point of it, right? And that's right? it. That's
8: why I brought it to that. So I ain't okay. doing it. Okay.
3: <laughs> and you usually give like $100 away when somebody does that, right? Or give them a box of cigars or one or the other. Or...
8: Oh, yeah. When I do the, you're talking about the, the b- lollipop b- challenge. The thing. big bug? Big oh, the big ch- bug, yeah. But the problem with the bug is there's actually a group of people that love to do it. So like I did, yeah, I did an event to, at another store, and we had like four or five people that just can I eat the bug, you know, <laughs> like I just want to do it. Well, yeah. it's a free, it's no, It's, it's no a good free they, bug.
3: It's, it's like free a bug. free snack. Yeah, but, but it's no good if they want to do it. Like you don't want to stick your fin- jalapeno
4: <sighs> finger into your eyeball. So that's an uh, interesting idea. <laughs> yeah, touch the actual jalapeno to your eyeball. Now you got you now you got a party. It's gotta it's touch. It's gonna hurt. hurt. Oh yeah. And it's not going to kill you. It's not going to blind you. Probably not. But (laughs) the the oils, as soon as you blink, the oils then create a coating over your eye. I know from experience. And now the entire eye is in excruciating pain.
3: Many years ago, this guy wanted to borrow $10 from me. We were kids. And we were eating Chinese food. And I said, here. And I put the hot mustard. And I said, eat all that hot mustard, and I'll give you the $10. And he ate all of it, and he choked, and he coughed, and he almost vomited. But he did it, and it was entertaining, better than going to a movie. There you go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't die or anything.
4: The, the, the two of you are a certain level of sadistic that I i don't feel comfortable hanging out <laughs> yeah, with I, I anymore. Because
8: that, that's where I thought it's he was going. It's never forced upon. It was voluntary. You <gasps> get finished. to decide. That's what makes it work. worse.
3: Who are you kidding? Two sadistic men
4: is <laughs> your wet dream. <laughs> yeah. Back to the hedonism.
3: So IPCPR
8: right around the corner. You ready? No, not at all. No, no. I mean we can't. Uh, I still have none of my IPCPR goods in the United States. Yeah, so we're gonna get um, into that in the next hour. I
3: want I want you to break down what exactly is going going on there. Uh, but what's our early thoughts
8: here on the Mi Carida? No, this one's a hell of a lot better than this one. I can ah. tell you that. You like yours the best? God. Have you, yeah. Have you had them all over the over time? Um, no. I think there's some. I didn't realize there were three. made by La Florida Minicana. Yep. And how many Pepin Garcia versions were there? There was one version, but we came out with it a whole bunch of times. Okay. Um, There was
3: um, Fratello. There was... um, What else? So which was the worst one? No comment. Yeah, there's not a worst one. Really? They all all sold fast. It It didn't matter. But some we're going to bring back. Some we maybe don't want to bring back or whatever. But, uh, you know, there's people that collect these things. They hang on to them. They don't even smoke them. Really? Yeah. What's the point of that? They just collect them. It's a, they have the collection.
5: You know what I haven't smoked yet? I would love to smoke. The Don Pepin version. The original. Hashtag weasel. Uh, I might have some. <laughs> I might have some. By uh, the way, it's in, uh, it's in Maria. Ed Sullivan chimed in the chat room. And he said the Gordito's his favorite of the Micaida line, but he likes the firecracker better. He's had it. Ooh, yes. There you go.
8: With him being in Portugal. And I actually find that surprising, knowing Ed's palate. Yeah? Yeah, because Ed's a big fan of Sober Mesa, and Sober is the total opposite of this Micaida firecracker. Yeah. Why did you go with
4: Micaida versus Sober Mesa? Because it was supposed to be
8: a firecracker. Didn't we have this conversation? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be stronger.
4: Yeah, why would
8: I make a strong... Why would I
4: think you weren't going to be a dick for one second?
8: Why would I think I have no idea? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. So
3: that's, that's... <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, what's up in the cigar industry? What's going on in Nicaragua? Steve stays on and gives us his insight ahead. We're live... From Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. It's got some light.
6: Stepping
5: into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes
4: a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where
1: humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar, aged to perfection.
4: The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La
3: Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
9: will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino
2: This is good, smoke.
9: This is the Cigar Authority. Smoking cigar? Sure. The authority on everything
2: cigar. In and out of the cigar industry.
1: You'll get, get
9: nothing in like
1: can
2: With your
9: host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David
2: Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. The Cigar Authority is here.
5: You are finally done to tell about nothing.
2: And we
3: are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Mi Carida
4: Firecracker. It's getting better. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Not
3: that it's a big deal that the ash stays on the whole cigar because it's only three and a half inches long. But see the little uh, wick that holding it? Yeah. It can, can last forever. It's going to hold it up even longer. It's going to stay on. And uh, the problem is when I hit the band, I'm just about ready to hit the band.
4: You're going to end up making a mess.
3: Yeah, I'll make a mess, but
4: luckily you have people for that. It's part of
3: the charm. <laughs> so uh, available Monday at 10 o'clock. You call twoguyscigars.com. Go on to two twoguyscigars.com. Go on dot to
5: twoguyscigars.com. There'll be a banner right on the front page at 10 a.m. Click that. It'll take you to the Mikaida Fire.
3: Limit two per person. Limit two per person. We don't want them most Two out cigars,
8: there. Two, boxes. Two, boxes. Two, boxes. Two, two Two boxes. Two boxes. Why?
3: Because we don't want them... Somebody buying a whole bunch and then selling them on a secondary market. and we want to well, give. Do you care. I care.
4: I care. <laughs> bothers them.
3: Yeah. Really? It bothers
5: them. I mean, look, yeah. there, was, there was just a limited release of, from another company and somebody's selling them for $800 a box now. That, that's unfair
3: to the person looking to buy it. Yeah. And
8: that's it also, to me, it also hurts always, the company. That's what I've always said about the unicorn. When I start seeing those show up for crazy money, I'm just going to make more. Screw those guys.
3: Yeah, make more and then t- take their price down by doing no, it. I won't do
8: that. That's mm-hmm. just that's No, t- just, t- taking the price down from what they're overly
3: charging. Yeah, from the black market. Yeah,
8: because that used to drive me nuts at we- your Estate. I mean, we make, you know, feral flying pigs and we'd make $2.06 <coughs> and then some bozo would buy it retail and then flip it and make $100. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw that guy. And that that's part of the thing, too. I mean, cigars and, are meant to be smoked. Yeah.
3: And if you say, I, I can't, how much are these, by the way? What are we selling these for? One dollars
4: 99
5: a box or uh six ninety nine a single. All right. So if you want so, to buy a
3: single, just buy a single. You want to try it out. You don't have to go, go nuts. But don't think you're coming back a week later and saying, oh, I, I loved it. Let me get a box. Ah, it's yeah.
5: A box is a saving of almost $20, which is
4: 14% off the price. So. Yeah. Good. I'm telling you, uh, Sean. What do we have here for coffee? You are. This is a mocha java done in an espresso, and what a pairing between the two! Really, I'm going to do this. A, a little bit of a, a darker tasting coffee. Not a whole lot of acidity to it, but what a what a great combination. Okay, the band the ash has to come off
3: because the band has to come off. Put the bands on really tight here. Oh, I got it. Too. <laughs> the two of you are
8: just you're just
3: complaining,
5: old bitches. Oh, oh, operator,
8: air. Oh, the band. I can't throw it. I mean, come on.
5: <laughs> Grumpy old man. That's it. That's who we
4: are. Oh. Um, and, it's, and if people think you guys were are Were there special
8: band instructions that I missed, no, there too? No, Okay, I just want to be clear. You, like you a, guys a, are exactly a, the a specu- same behind the scenes is is as you a,
4: are this right is is now.
3: Specified adhesive. This is it. In the office, this is how it goes, folks. <laughs> I've, I've known this guy for a long time. Um, so there's no Fourth of July fireworks celebration in Nicaragua. They, they don't have <laughs> Independence Day, right? having one daily right now. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so things uh. are blowing up there.
8: Yeah, the situation's been kind of messy since about April 18th. I mean, look, it's. First off, I'm not physically there. Um, I haven't been back now in almost five weeks. Um, you were there when it was happening, though? I was there in the middle, so. But I mean, things intensified even worse after I left. So, I mean. It's 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 a bit of a cluster. So moment. those that don't know what's going on, what's happening, why, why are people uproaring? Uh, look, it's a very long, complex answer, but I mean, it essentially started with Ortega when he started when he got the constitutional changes allowing him to be a forever president. There used to be a two-term limit on being president of five years, so you basically had ten years in office and then you had to leave. He got the constitution modified to allow him to basically be elected indefinitely. So he is the dictator of the country now. Well, if it was a fair election, it would be different. But what ended up happening is, in addition to him getting the constitutional change, which made some people unhappy, he also then named his wife to be his vice president, which made things even a little less unhappy. And then, basically, in the last election, he was accused of basically rigging the election. He should have gotten... 34 to 37% of the vote and he got over 70% of the vote. And the reason for that was just simply through intimidation at the polling places, closing certain polling places, bussing people around to get them to the right polling places multiple times. And so things have been on an even keel. And then earlier in this year, the IMF was very concerned with the Social Security Fund because it had a running surplus for many years and all of a sudden it was bankrupt. And they're like, well, why is this? And the reason why is because, you know, the, as with most of these organizations, these, um, these uh, I don't know, not organizations, but these political parties in Central America, they eventually, they succumb to corruption and they start basically stealing from their own people. And Ortega's solution to that was to implement a decrease on Social Security benefits and an increase on the payments going into it. Pay more, get less. Pay more, get less. because he's st- are poor people to begin with. Right. And it's because he stole the money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was even worse. And so he stole the money and he supposedly stole the election. And it then resulted in some elderly citizens just protesting. And it's like you would think a senior citizen protest would be. It's literally 70-year-olds walking down the street saying, we can't eat on less money, you know, Mr. President. And uh, in Nicaragua, he's cultivated this group that's kind of – They call them the Sandinista youth, and it's primarily comprised of 12 to 19-year-old kind of hood rat gang kind of people. And uh, this group of uh, Ortega supporters took it upon themselves to beat the senior citizens. And that then led to a student protest in Managua, and Ortega didn't like the way that was reflecting. And they were protesting the beating of the senior citizens, the increase and decrease in Social Security, the fact that he stole the election, yada, yada, yada. And as this went on, Ortega decided to instruct the police to start shooting the protesters. And um, and from that, then the media started covering it, the local media. So then he they started beating up the journalists and stealing their cameras and smashing them. And then it ultimately led to him closing down the TV stations so the news couldn't re- be reported. And, of course, you still have everyone with a cell phone, so people are making... YouTube videos of the violence. And uh, so then he clamped down on the cell phone companies and the whole time these protests are occurring. And from the point that it began, depending on what numbers you believe, but I I think the true numbers are over 200 people that were shot by either the military or the police. And most of them were elderly people and college students. And to put it into perspective, I mean, the civil unrest that's been going on in Venezuela for the last, good God, it's been almost seven years now. There's actually been more protesters killed in Nicaragua in the last two months than there oh. were in the last seven years in Venezuela. And, uh, and this then led to more protests, and some of the protests are legit. Some of them are just chaotic, you know, lawless people Breaking taking things. advantage of the situation. Um, it got to the point where the police and the military decided they, were gonna sh- they weren't going to shoot anyone anymore. So now That's you have nice, these... You know, kind of the police have kind of hunkered down. There's like no real law being applied anywhere. And then you ended up having all these, inst- uh, these uh, roadblocks being put up by citizens. At one point, there were over 200 roadblocks in Nicaragua. So you effectively couldn't move from point A to point B. You couldn't get any goods from point A to point B. And it's just been escalating like that ever since. And daytime, uh, nighttime, all the daytime, time. Daytime, nighttime, and uh, it's made things incredibly difficult. And you know, and the U.S. embassy shut shuttered. Yeah. And they pulled out all the personnel. They pulled out all the families. So, and effectively, it's impossible to get a visa coming out of Nicaragua right now. Uh, air travel has become almost impossible because most of the airlines have dramatically cut down the flights because. Nobody's flying right. Nobody's <laughs> flying into Nicaragua. Yeah, why would you? Right. Everybody's then, trying to leave because they were. Get out. There was typically 5, 6,000 people a day coming in, and the day I left, they only had sixty one. You know, so I mean, it's been a it's it's unbelievable how quickly it's devolved. And so, about three, four weeks ago, they actually offered Ortega kind of they called it the golden parachute for him to resign, not prosecute him for either the the theft of the dollars or for the war crime, human right violations, and offered for him to stay in country in exile or to leave the country in exile, and he just simply refused it. Wow. So things have been at a standstill, and since that point, more roadblocks, more violence, trucker strike, which I don't know if it really mattered because they couldn't drive anywhere anyways because of the roadblocks. We had a national day of strike. You know, which was relatively peaceful. I think most people treated it as a vacation, but there's a lot of towns and cities in Nicaragua that no gas and no food are getting into. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real it's a real mess. It's not. uh, So
3: what 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 is the future? I mean, it could be that our government ends up stepping in. No,
8: I don't think so. No, I don't know. Our government, for probably the last since the Iran Contra. We've really had a very sketchy Central America policy. It's almost non-existent. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. And what are, what are your options? None. You have no options. No. Can you charter a helicopter and just? Have you ever flown in a helicopter in Nicaragua?
4: I've never flown in a helicopter. Yeah. I'm I, deathly I, afraid. I have it. I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying you got to fly. Just you know, have someone put some cigars on yeah, the but helicopter. Yeah, you, can't, you and can
8: move th- so little product. So yeah. it's not like there's not like a bunch of Chinook helicopters laying
4: around that you. I mean, so let me get on that for you.
3: Would you consider moving out of that country and going no. to Honduras and No, well, that oh, it's so beautiful. because oh, yeah, right Honduras here. is a haven, right? <laughs> right.
8: Uh, no, I mean, it's look, there. We're, 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 I mean, you're talking about moving millions of dollars worth of infrastructure. I mean, I don't see. I don't see anything, if there isn't some sort of reasonable resolution, it's going to have a very detrimental impact. I mean, Right now it's more of an inconvenience for us, obviously it's detrimental for the people that live in Nicaragua, they're very uneasy, not knowing what the future is going to hold. Um, For us right now it's been more of a nuisance, delays on getting items into the country, to the factories, Uh, it's been incredibly difficult to get product out of the country between the combination of the roadblocks and the protest and the decrease in flights. Um, but uh, could, could you fathom there, there being, um, that
3: there'll be no trade with the U.S. or something crazy like that could happen? You know, it
8: goes day by day, because I, I talk to like three to five people typically daily. So like when I was having the conversations on Friday with folks, they were feeling a little bit better in the fact that the roadblocks got taken down makes a big difference because then at least you can get the goods moved from point A to point B. The problem is there's such a backlog of goods at the airport and at the port in Honduras that just getting them there doesn't mean that they ship as they normally do because the same number of flights aren't happening and there's so many goods backed up. It's going to be a rough couple, three months, but ultimately the only thing that we can hope for is some sort of peaceable resolu- peaceful resolution because we really don't have any way to sway the country now the thing that's happening is because tourism is so down and business is so affected that regretfully everybody in Nicaragua is suffering i mean the woman that makes little pottery chachkas for the christian groups that come in and all the tourism that comes in she's not making any money the hotels the restaurants yeah. I mean, the truck drivers, you know, everybody, gas sales are down because no gas is moving around the country. Right. So, I mean, this this is a situation that's really literally impacting every single individual. Yeah. It's not one of those, you know, kind of ethereal government things like we have. I mean, we argue about things in this country that really have no personal daily impact on yeah. us. These are things that are having daily personal direct impacts on every single citizen in the country. So you have to think. There will be some sort of resolution that will make sense. But, you know, you look at these countries, you know, you look at the fact that Ortega was given a way out and he doesn't take it. And yeah. you just you look at history and you say, oh, well, Idi Amin. That, that you know what I mean, that ends I mean, yeah. Saddam Hussein, yeah. Gaddafi, Imelda Marcos. I mean, the list is endless of people that have had chances to leave and keep all of their ill-gotten gains, and avoid prosecution, and they never, ever do it. They're like the biggest morons on the planet. Well, it's an addiction, I think, at that point. Power addiction right, is what's happening there. I, I, Power I, money. I have a hard time wrapping my head around in it. In the so. meantime,
3: manufacturers are still making cigars, so they must be stockpiling in the Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we're,
8: we're manufacturing cigars, but, I mean... Can't get them out if you're having troubles getting them out. I mean, have you... I mean, you talk, to, you talk to all the other manufacturers. I mean, what are they telling you? It, it's the same deal. And what we're doing as retailers is we're
3: stockpiling. And, you know, some people are looking at, oh, the trade show's coming up. Uh, I'm going to hold off. And I say, I'm buying. I'm you know, buying before the deal. It doesn't matter. I need to stockpile but, because. I'm just, but
8: here's, here's the situation that's so you know, difficult about this. I mean, I know for the first time we're going to be out of stock. I've always prided myself on, I'm not a big believer in back orders. I think back orders mean you lose turns on the shelf. Yeah. I like to have, the, I try to balance my customers and their orders with my production. And I try to make it as smooth and as easy as possible. And this is the first time I've ever been in a situation where I'm going to be out of stock on items and there's just no way around it. Now do I call all my retailers and tell them this? I don't think I do because then I feel like I'm just using the situation to my benefit. You don't want to be in that scenario where you look like you're taking something that's really terrible and tragic. It's like when the gas prices went all the way up
4: and the guys were sitting on cheaper gas in their gas station, but they still jacked the prices up and they made all that extra money.
8: And I think, look, and what if things and we don't know what the outcome is going to be, maybe two months from now. This will be a, a, a road bump, and hopefully, then what? I'm going to feel like a total schmuck right. for, oh, you got to buy it all now because there won't be any of it left. You, you, know, you I'm, don't I'm have to, you. but
3: it's an insurance policy. If, if, if we sell cigars for a living, we should be buying cigars. And if you have a favorite cigar out of Nicaragua, you, the consumer that's listening in, if there's ever a time to stockpile, it's going to be now. This is what I like. I always smoke the same thing every single time. Well, this would be a time to pile up just in case. Well, you'll be sorry. Hopefully, you won't be sorry. Hopefully, it goes away and everything. Yeah, you're going to
4: smoke the cigars anyway, yeah. so get an extra box. Right. It's About not the, the end of the world. Anyway, so I have
3: to tap out of this. This is it. It's burning my fingers. It's down to the end.
4: I switched over to the uh, original firecracker because really? I was in the same All right, same so that's boat. the
3: end of it. W- what uh, What's our thought process here on uh, the firecracker uh, from Steve Saka? What do we think? It's a home run. There's a lot of flavor. There's, you know... Burn,
5: a little bit, a little burn bit of perfect, wasabi, like, you know, hotness yeah, to it. Yeah. Some
3: nuttiness. Wasabi's a good word for this. Yeah. You there know those little nuts, nuts wasabi? with wasabi? The, they may be, But yeah, you I, know, think, I think you're stealing now. from- um, uh, Well, I can say it. I can say that's what it tastes <laughs> like. The food. The food. Yes. The food. You know the nut with the wasabi nuts? Yeah, the wasabi encrusted peanuts. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. I agree. Yeah. It's good. Good job. Uh, I say that because the second cigar you've given us is what.
8: Um, sing compromiso. All right, which is? It's another Spanish word you won't be able to pronounce. <laughs> right. And what is uh,
4: with that? Dave asked earlier, you weren't here yet. What What is with the, the Spanish names that Dave can't pronounce? Can you cut us a break and just come up with one with an English name?
8: Look, buy a brand. If you want to pronounce it, buy something else.
4: <laughs> but, but you're not Spanish.
8: Yeah, but I always liked, I mean, look,
4: to me, look,
8: my branding is... Aesthetics, the names I like. I, it's all I about mean, you. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely all about me. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, here's com- the thing. There's so many things. Like, Do you really see yourself 20 years from now smoking X, Y, or Z? I mean, take some of these names that have come out over the last 5, 10 years. Whereas I can see someone 20 years from now having a box of Sober Mesa. I can see you buying your boss a box of Sincom for I don't see you buying your box, a, a box of Swollen Cocks. You no, know what I mean? for, for, Well, for I the mic's a swollen cock. So yeah. <laughs> and look, there's nothing... So they're
4: referring to chickens, I believe, folks. Yeah, so
8: I mean, for me, it's always about, you know, does the name reflect the product?
4: What do you think your legacy is going to be 20 years from now? Legacy? Yeah, are you going to yeah. be forgotten? Or are you going to be, remember... Of course
8: I'll be forgotten. Everyone's forgotten.
4: Well. <coughs> All right, let's
3: find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein it's time for what's What's
4: up up in the cigar world brought to you by recluse cigars you want to know what's up recluse cigars is what's up voted the 2015 cigar of the year is the recluse amadeus reserva habano every recluse cigar goes through eight count them eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years they are box pressed and rolled n2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a recluse cigar
5: today. And this week the Supreme Court overturned the Quill Corp versus North Dakota r- ruling, which means the United States Supreme Court ruled that states are no longer prohibited from collecting sales taxes from internet retailers. It'll take some time for this to go into effect. The states now need to pass legislation requiring internet retailers to charge tax within each state. They're going to do that fast. So that's money to them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Quality importers has named Les Mann as executive vice president of sales.
3: Hi, Les. I know he's a regular listener. Good for Congratulations. you, Congratulations.
5: He previously held a similar position for Calibri, and as a result of Les Mann leaving, Calibri has promoted Marty Foss to become the company's new VP of U.S. Flame Division, effective immediately. Adenje Davidoff AG has announced its revenue for 2017 came in at 508 million U.S. dollars. The company, which is privately owned, claims it was a drop of one percent. And lastly, in case you haven't heard it, the Micaida firecracker goes on sale at 10 a.m. <laughs> on Monday. At wow! wow three, really? Two Guys Smoke Shop locations Big and <laughs> Two Guys Cigars. Dot com, and that's what that's, we
4: call in the industry a shameless plug. What's <laughs> up in the cigar world? What's up? What's up? The cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Hello. Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero, Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the cigar of the year. Recluse Cigars
3: is
0: what's up next
3: week, June thirtieth. Eric Newman from J.C. Newman Company joins us. Not only do they do the Diamond Crown and all the stuff with Fuente, they also have their own Nicaraguan uh, company, and we'll find out what's happening uh, next week and see if there's any upturn on that. The following three weeks, we'll be getting ready for IPCPR. We'll be at IPCPR, and then we'll tell you what happened. So before, during, and after the next following three shows. Uh, On the Cigar Authority, the big IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailer, Um, the once-a-year convention where everybody goes, and uh, those retailers that are listening to the show, I hope to see you there. Okay, so this cigar was smoking. Me, compromisa, no. sin
8: compromiso. Sin compromiso. Sin compromiso. Does that mean no compromises. It means without compromise, no compromise.
4: Yeah, no compromise. Sin compromiso. Quite a bit milder in flavor than the. Oh, yeah. oh compared yeah. to the
8: firecracker, I mean you smoke that out, but this is this is still a pretty strong cigar.
4: Um, it, that firecracker has changed how I'm going to rate cigars from now on, as far as the strength goes, because that has become my new ten.
8: Really.
3: So this is at the IPCP trade show. Who the hell knows? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You don't
8: have it. No, it's still it's still in Nicaragua. Not even at the airport. Still at the factory. That is correct. And oh. are these the bands that are still being held up at customs? Uh, those bands, yes. Now I got, I got a few hundred bands, like snuck in the butt of a donkey or some nonsense. <laughs> so uh, they. I mean, I have enough to put on the samples for the trade show, but
4: no donkeys were harmed. During this, this Actually, this. It sounds like Jonathan will sign up for. <laughs>
8: yeah, they could have been harmed.
3: <laughs> they could have been. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll take a peek in the asylum. We account. just took a break. We're taking another one, classic three-way, and um, Steve's going to answer some of our mailbags for us. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're live from Studio Twenty-One Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
5: Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew
0: Diplomat, visit drewdiplomat.com. That's drewdiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States including BC. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
6: Since 1903, when La Aurora cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company.
2: It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network.
3: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez.
4: What the hell are you doing?
3: This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company,
1: and you're listening
3: to the Cigar Authority. And we're back, broadcasting live from the La Flora Dominicana Cigar Soundset. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Sin, sin Compromisa. So, sin Compromiso, Sin Compromiso, Miso, yes, Miso, Miso, Miso. Go ahead, Horny. Yeah. Is, that, is yeah. that where you're going with that? See, <laughs> That's right. I was thinking tiramisu. Oh, okay. That was a layup for you. And uh, this is going to be in the teens? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 15 to 18. Okay. Um, And this is the 7x56. Soft box pressed. And how many cigars in the box? Mm, 13. 13. Yeah. is something different. Don't look at me. I I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know. I'm just sitting here. You asked me how we're in the box. 13. 13. Straight across? Yes. Straight across. All right. So, uh... There you go, and we can hope for uh, a viewing of this at IPCPR, and uh, if that goes well, when do you think it hits the streets? If everything August, goes well.
8: September, who knows? Okay. And then, you know, in the middle of all this nonsense, we have the FDA warning labels. They're due August 10th. Right. So, and so that's going to delay things, too. So this will be already set to have the warning labels from the get-go? Depends on when the first shipment comes. Okay. I mean, if i can clear it in the country before august 10th i'll have the first batch won't have the warning labels okay but yeah i mean i don't even know if the warning labels are going to go into effect i mean they have the court case being heard this week in texas i mean the fda has you know they've extended the comment period yeah so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we get a last minute reprieve the problem is the fda they keep giving us extensions seven days before the deadline
4: so there's like such a Everybody, pain in the yeah. neck. Everybody gets their work done and then... Yep.
8: This
3: this industry is in turmoil right now. Nobody knows what's going on, let alone the problems that happen in, in every country that's going on. It's, it's a mess right now. I mean, we
8: got one win this week. It looks like the Teamsters have come to an agreement with UPS, so doesn't look like there's going to be a uh, nationwide strike in UPS.
3: Yeah, that would finish it off. Mm -hmm. That would be the end of it at at that point. So, uh, again, as retailers are listening to this, stock up. Be ready for the worst, right? Hope for the best. Be ready for the
8: worst. They're talking about retailers. They're not going to do anything that makes sense. Well, hopefully they're listening and learning. And and just
4: keep in mind, this is Steve Saka saying this. That's right. Oh, yeah. Mr. Doesn't Make Sense.
8: Okay. So Am I wrong? No, no. you're right. You I are mean, correct. <laughs> I mean, there's thousands of retailers in this country, and fewer than, I won't even go 25% have a break.
4: So. Yeah. But they're learning. They, they. And they all carry Steve's cigars, coincidentally. Do they? I don't think so. No, they no. don't. <laughs> they're not smart enough to carry them, right? Yeah, they're not smart enough. Just the 25%. <laughs> the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Garrett writes, hey, guys. Although everyone starts out their message this way, I will join the party. I love the Cigar Authority. You guys do an incredible job each and every Saturday, and I'm so happy to have stumbled across your podcast earlier this year. I've been smoking cigars since I was 18. I turned 24 in April. Happy birthday. And your show has only enhanced my interest slash obsession with cigars. I'm eager to learn as much as possible and find myself constantly seeking out knowledge about different types of tobaccos, retailers, brands, etc. With all of this being said, my question to all of you is how does one enter into the industry? Regardless of the FDA's plight to destroy things, I want to know how to get my foot in the door per se. I appreciate all you gentlemen do and look forward to visiting one of your shops, maybe also attending an upcoming anniversary dinner. Thanks for the consideration, Garrett. All right. So, Steve, as opposed to trying to talk him out
3: of it, which I would do, and say, please find something else, someplace else to go as a young man, but what should he do?
8: What's he want to do? I don't understand what it means. He wants to get in
3: somehow. He wants to get into this industry somehow. Tobacco,
8: cigars.
5: Cigars.
8: (coughs) Cigar industry.
3: Sales. Start at a brick and mortar. Get your
5: feet wet. Start
8: working at a brick and mortar store. Start becoming familiar with the brands. I mean, most people get into the business coming from the sales side, which is good and bad. It's the easiest pathway to get in the business, but it's also the pathway that you become, in my opinion, an idiot. But, uh, but, I mean, ultimately, it is the easiest pathway.
3: Yeah, you may change your mind once you get behind the curtain and see it requires a lot of work because what they see is a rep coming into the store and sitting down with the owner or sitting down with the people, lighting up a cigar and being part of the gang and right. say, this is what this guy does for a living, and it's far from what he, what he has to do. It's part oh, right. of what he has to do.
8: Yeah, being a rep sucks.
3: Right, very hard, very, very hard. It's, it's a door-to-door salesman. Yeah, right.
8: Right. that's essentially what you're doing. Very
3: hard. Um, as far as the retail end of it goes, it's not as easy as it looks either if you want to be successful at it. And, and I mean,
8: and most cigar reps come from working as clerks in a store and then a principal ends up in the store and they see the person and they say, oh, that person's got half a brain, so let me give them a job that requires three quarters of a brain, and you go from there. So, I mean, that is the pathway that most people get in. If they wanted to go as far as to do what you do. Right. Yeah, move to a move to a country that's nearly on the verge of a civil war.
3: Right. Yeah. And that would be way to go. I mean, you, you make the trip back and forth, back and forth. But with Drew Estates, you were there more often than you. I mean, were I've, not.
8: in the last three decades, I've probably cumulatively spent four of those years in Central America. Yeah. So I mean, look, I I don't have any. I mean, it's not like I had some master plan to get in the business. It just kind of happened. You know. Yeah. You gotta put yourself in situations to expose you to other people. There's no I love
4: exposing myself. Oh there you go. There we go.
8: So but I mean but I mean it's not like I mean every day we get offers for people that wanna work in our business. Yeah. So it's a pretty and it's a very small industry. There's not like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jobs.
3: It's usually somebody that loves cigars, so let me be in the cigar business because I love cigars. Do what you love, I guess.
8: Yeah, but sometimes that love also kinda doesn't necessarily work to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the business of cigars Is much different Than the love of cigars Right, right
5: maybe. We have Stephen Poirier From LFD in the audience And if he can get In the business Pretty much anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: He's right. who I thought of When he said Three quarters of a brain <laughs> Oh
8: my god <laughs> Steve
4: Have you seen Have you seen His
8: friggin shoes This is what you I have did. When you don't have A microphone <laughs> They just can shoot <laughs> It's unfair It's unfair
4: <laughs> well, He's no, wearing I mean, orange Crocs but He I mean, deserves <laughs> Whatever he
8: gets <laughs> But it's a tough gig Isn't it Being a rep For a company It's not It's not the cakewalk that everybody thinks it is. It's 60 70,000 miles a year on the yeah. road. And today it's is visiting Saturday. retailers who are never happy with you. Mm-hmm. The company that you work for is never happy with no. you. Everybody so you're wants getting, more. So you're getting bitched at from both sides. You're in a position where you can't affect any real change. You're trying to make everyone happy. And, and you then, have no weekends at all. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday is spent doing events. Yeah. And, you know, and those events are very similar to Groundhog Day. That's why I have people eat bugs and suck on peppers because <laughs> I'm bored. <poor. laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so you just, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not what everybody thinks it is. The thing that is so nice about our business is it's very social. It's one of the few industries where you still actually interact with your customers. Yeah. It's kind of very charming in an old school kind of way. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and it's also, in, in, and anyone will tell you, it's not a business where the pay is particularly great
3: you got to be a little crazy
5: to get into this business.
3: Absolutely. If you think that's crazy, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
0: They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the
7: time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha.
5: How was that for a segue?
8: That's, that's it's the,
5: the best <laughs> ad on this program. Here we go. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. FIFA this week handed out a couple of fines at the World Cup. However, the fines were not because of actions on the pitch, but because of actions in the stands. The governing body of soccer fined Serbia because its fans unfurled a political banner during their match against Costa Rica. Then in another match between Mexico and Germany, the Mexico Football Federation was fined $10,000 because fans chanted puta toward the German goaltender. (laughs) Pfeiffer has taken the taunting by fans seriously as they've hired three special observers to rat out undiscriminatory behavior. No word how much a team at the Little League World Series will be fined if they chant, We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. And that's not only insane, it's asylum.
0: They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the
7: time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha.
4: I should have uh, a cigar named after some sort of Spanish swear. Yeah.
3: Then nobody would know what it meant, except those that know what it what it means.
4: I think we would all
3: know what it yeah. means. Yeah. Come on. We're smoking the sin compromisa. Mo. It's mo. a friggin' it's a mo. Can you just
4: change your notes for crying out
3: loud? Compromiso. 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 You're a You're, compromise. I really think No that you, compromise. How think, about no compromise? We call we, it that because we're in we speak English.
4: You, bail it. you bail do it. not speak English. <laughs> Yeah. Or Spanish or any other language. This is, an,
3: this is a full-bodied cigar, but an elegant cigar. Yeah, it's really smooth, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it would be like you would imagine if there was, like, you know, usually the high, high-end stuff are mild to medium-bodied. And the high, high-end, here is a full-bodied
8: one that I can't even... Match it up with something. isn't that the point to make something different? I guess. It's something different. I mean, the guys, you know, they can already buy Padron Anniversarios. They can buy Opus yeah. They can
4: buy Davidoff. So you
8: want to make something that's different and unique. There we go. All right. Let's get, get another one in the mail. All back right. Here. Uh,
4: also submitted through the Contact Us page. Joe writes, uh, more ideas for you guys. It seems that every cigar lounge I go to these days is occupied by more and more African-American men. As a longtime cigar smoker, I've noticed this to be only prevalent in the last five years or so. I imagine you're seeing it too in your lounges. I wonder if maybe you should have an episode about the rise of African-American cigar smokers, which seems to be the largest segment of the market, certainly in my neck of the woods, the greater New York City area. Uh, I think it's really encouraging to have so many new smokers who really end up knowing a lot about the cigars and the flavors within. These guys are really becoming excellent brothers of the leaf. I consider many of them my closest friends. What say you, Steve Saka?
8: Yeah, he's correct. I mean, there's been a trend over the last five years. There's been a boom with uh, African-American men ages 25 to 40 getting into long filler, handmade premium cigar smoking. And in addition to that, there's also a significant number of African-American women that also smoke with them. And what you're seeing is you're seeing not just, I mean, you always had it in the south side of Chicago and Atlanta you had what I would essentially call black-only cigar stores, mm. but you're now seeing them kind of pop up all around the country. But uh, not not as black-only? A lot of them are black-owned and operated. Okay. And, they're being, and they're being opened in neighborhoods that traditionally you wouldn't have cigar stores opening in. And most of them are set up in kind of a lounge format where they're encouraged like BYOB. Their hours are different. They tend to open at four in the afternoon and stay open until two at night. And yeah. uh, you know, what's interesting mall. about the I mean what's interesting is the consumers are very much like the boom consumers during the mid 80s was that 80s or 90s 90s mid 90s so I mean they're learning everything they haven't separated out the quality difference between brand X and brand Y they don't know who anyone is they're playing the field or you know they're asking all the same questions so it's a it's a definitely a, a real trend and it's you know it's a combination of because you know I'm always curious about these trends so I'm I'm not bashful, so I always ask, you know, when did you start smoking? What got you into smoking? And it's kind of a combination of uh, black sports figures okay. smoking cigars. Um, more uh, more African Americans getting into golf as a result of Tiger Woods. So now they're at the golf course. So mm. they see other people smoking cigars. It's a combination of it kind of populating into modern music. They see it. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I found really weird in talking to a lot of them is... Uh, uh bottle services dictated this and what i mean by that is you know it used to be when you go to a bar in new york or la or vegas you'd have to buy a 600 dollars bottle of vodka to sit down and enjoy it with your friends well this is kind of taken over in all sorts of you know st louis cleveland it's craziness so if you want to go hang out with your friends and just relax and chill it's gotten to be where it costs you like 1200 bucks to sit there for four hours three hours so this is a way these guys can you know be together, enjoy each other's company, and it doesn't cost them a fortune, you know, for 50 bucks a head, then go hang out in a cigar store. And <coughs> so it's definitely a, a big trend, and it's nice to see. And, uh, and like I said, there's also a lot of women. And in most of these stores, I'll see 15 to 20% of the cigar consumers actually be women. Wow. And they're smoking the same cigars as the guys, so it's not like they're smoking all little flavored stuff. Okay. And oddly enough, there's always been a kind of a uh, a closet group of black women that were cigar smokers that were actually more serious than the guys. So there's a lot of you know, 40 to 50 year old black women that have been smoking cigars for 20 years, but they were just doing it on their decks and their porches. And now, and now they're migrating out to the stores. And of course, social media makes it easier because now you see other people doing it. So it kind of opens you up to, hey, maybe I should try that. Maybe something I'm interested in. I mean, there are a few key differences One of the things is like when the white guys came into the stores in the mid-90s to get into cigar smoking, they kind of came in as independent lone wolves, and then they made friends in the stores where these guys tend to come in four and five deep. They have their group of friends that they all kind of cumulatively or uh, get into it together at the same time. But I mean, the things that attract them to cigar smoking is the same thing that attracts everyone to cigar smoking. It's the camaraderie. It's the relaxation. It's the enjoyment factor and uh, to me i just uh i find it to be a repeat of just what happened in the mid 90s all right we don't see a lot of it here in new hampshire i yeah, live
4: in new hampshire right. well so, we have I mean, we have a, a fairly large dominican contingent that has come in and they do come in three and four deep and they're interested in trying everything and they ask a lot of questions and what i find the most interesting you see on social media all this talk about how the whole country is racist these guys come in, they sit in the lounge, and next thing I know, they're swapping phone numbers with the other, and I'm putting it in quotes, white guys in the lounge. Yeah. Everybody becomes friends because the cigar That's becomes the great, great equalizer. Are, yeah. Yeah.
8: I mean, it's, it's always crossed socioeconomic and racial barriers. It's always been a common denominator for people.
3: All right, let's uh, bang out the classic three-way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard
8: of epic
3: rap battles,
7: <laughs>
4: but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. I always tell anyone about this, I'll f-ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history, it
7: is looking at you, kid.
4: Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic and. Every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar.
2: You like that, baby? more where that for I came from, yeah!
4: Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's TwoGuysCigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, Steve, you know how this works. It's
3: closest without going over on the date. And Mr. Jonathan is our champion from last week. And today is June 25th. Uh, And don't forget that the Meet Carida Firecracker goes on sale on Monday. And... um, on the 25th today's the 23rd on the 25th so what i did is actually go to the 25th date so that these guys don't screw up because they
8: kind of
4: i knew you were going to do that so i'm all set
8: they kind of do their homework in advance you guys know all these answers before we even begin oh i do not know one i have never Mm -hmm. wanted this i've done this like a
3: dozen plus times yes you have so it goes to mr jonathan anthony bourdain was an american celebrity chef author travel documentarian and a television personality who starred in programs focusing on the exploration, culture of cuisine and human conditions. He died on June 8th in France, but his birthday is Monday, June 25th. What year was he born? 1939. 1939. 1955. 55, and Steve? I'm gonna go uh, 1940. 40, and Barry will take the point. He said 55, it's 56. So Barry gets the point, and it's over to Barry. That's what I get for playing the math. (laughs) George Pianalatu. Oh, great.
4: Is it a Spanish name? Is that why you're struggling?
3: P-A-N-A-Y-I-O-T-O-U. Wow. He changed his name. He's also known as George Michael. Oh, that makes sense. George Michael died Christmas Day 2016, was an English singer, songwriter, record producer, philanthropist who rose to fame as a member of the duo Wham!, wake me up before you go go last christmas and out his album such as faith his birthday is monday born what year
5: i thought we were going death so i'm gonna go
3: 1947 47
4: steve 48
3: 48 1960. 60 for the point mr jonathan at 63 god i hate this game (laughs) mr jonathan with two points the people that usually do bad don't like it, and the people that do good like it a lot. Steve, oh, Well, I would here.
8: dislike it either way. Okay. <laughs> one point
4: for Jonathan, though. No? Yeah, I only got one point. Oh, on all that.
3: right. One and one? Yep. One and one. All right. Good catch there. Um, Ricky Gerv- Gervais, writer, director, lead actor in the original British series, The Office. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Uh, He uh, served as a controversial host in the Global Gold Awards in 2010, 11, and 12 and began playing title character in the TV series Derek in 2012. He played Dr. McPhee in the night at the Museum Films. Let's get to it. Come on, let me lose. Go ahead, what yeah? 1964.
4: 64. I have 1964 written down. All right. 53.
3: 53 for the point. And it is 1961. So, who got that? Those parents. Barry, too. And we got two questions to go. Over to you, Mr. Jonathan. Speaking of The Office, Angela Kingsley, TV actress, gained recognition of her role on The Office as the cat lady, Angela Martin. She worked for Conan O'Brien as an intern on, the, on Late Night Show, spokeswoman for Clairol Hair Products. Good God. Angela Kingsley.
8: knows this shit?
4: 1975.
3: 75. 79.
8: 79. 80? 80. 80. So and everybody. Boxing Barry
3: out. Everybody is over. It's 1971. We have two for Barry, one for Mr. Jonathan. Steve has a goose egg. Last chance. Carly Simon, singer, songwriter, musician who played, who released her hit song, you, You're So Vain. Nobody Does It Better. And Let the River Run. She married James Taylor. She was born, what year? 1954. 54, Steve 1776 1776
8: <laughs> Just as good as all my other answers 1935
3: <laughs> 1935 for the win oh. 1941 We have a tie 2-2 two to 2-2 two. Two to two. Tiebreaker Michael Jackson What year?
8: Did he die? Oh. oh, you bastard He died on June 25th What year? DJ has an advantage on this one, doesn't he? Who?
4: Cool. The DJ. Uh, Barron's was allegedly a DJ oh. back in the day. Ah. Uh, I'm going to say two... I don't want to say anything because he's still adding. Yeah,
8: I got it. I'm locked in. 2001.
4: 2001,
3: he says. Thankfully, I locked in. 2002. 2002. What year did he die? I have no clue. I don't care. <laughs> he died in 2009. 2002 gets the point. Barry, you're the champ.
5: And I'd like to thank Ed Sullivan for not being here today.
3: There we go. God, that game sucks. Michael Jackson died the same day Farrah Fawcett died. Same exact day, but people think of Michael Jackson and remember him. 2001. It was 2009. You think it was that long ago?
5: Yeah, I figure his kids are 20. It happened when they were like four or five years old. Yeah. So
4: and then it's funny I deduct the two. And-
3: All right, you got time to squeeze in one more question, Mr. Jonathan. One more.
4: I do. Okay. Uh, following message also submitted through the contact us page and bruce writes hello from portland oregon i've been listening to the show for a bit now and i love it i appreciate all the tasting notes and take a lot of what you say into account when choosing something new to smoke that being said i was listening to an older show and heard how you all went off on how good topper cigars were we don't have those here obviously and me being no stranger to value sticks i gave them a shot and ordered a few to try them out oh my god those bad boys are fantastic I can definitely see myself smoking these on the regular. I really like the cigars. They come in the care package as well, um, but when price comes into play, what we're really talking about is a daily smoke. Thanks for everything you do and give us cigar lovers great tasting notes and reviews, Portland, Oregon.
3: All right, not really a question there, but that's uh, ad that for old,
8: Topper, right? The, the old Connecticut. Are we talking
3: just yeah. the old? The Broadleaf, top? yeah. yeah it's old what,
8: Broadleaf. Yeah, it's Broadleaf tobacco, so it's got Broadleaf flavor. So if you like the taste of that. It's a good value smoke. Yeah. It was always good. We did it as an as uh,
3: inexpensive sample to everybody, yep. and uh, everybody took well to it. it. There's an old, old brand that people don't th- think of going to. It was always a big thing up here in, in the Northeast.
5: And when people see it on the shelf, they tend to shy away from it because it's not a pretty cigar. It's ugly. No, it's
4: ugly. Yeah. Mm. But taste I mean, good. how much are they? Three yeah. bucks?
8: Yeah. three dollars. Oh, you want it to be pretty, too, and taste good? Right. For three dollars? For three dollars? But it's pretty good. Can't get a blizzard for 3 bucks.
4: <laughs> I bought uh, a bundle of your Umbagog. And you—you you, didn't you say that those were the uglier versions of your cigars? It's a slightly
8: different blend than E.K. Rita, but it's very similar. And I use the wrappers that aren't as aesthetically pleasing out of the broadleaf to put on Umbagog.
4: Because I smoked one this morning, and it was burned perfect. It tasted great.
8: Yeah, well, they're not Segundos. I mean, they're made by the same pair. So they're made as long filler first. But and the other thing too is the wrappers. Sometimes they're sometimes they don't look so bad because you got to remember I'm judging the wrapper when it's in the whole leaf, and when you actually put it on the table and you cut out the tenderloin strip, getting that inch and a half of pretty is much easier. So I'm just doing a quick sort to put it in. But I mean yeah, it's it's a great value. I don't. I know a lot of people think the Umbagog is better. God bless them. I think the miquireta is better personally. I think it's more consistent. I like the way it is, but. Uh, that's not for me to determine. That's really up to the consumer. Well, for this Monday, it's the firecracker. The
3: firecracker is the prettiest one. Buy it. We got 500 to get through,
1: right? <laughs> God.
3: Absolutely. So, Steve, many times you're on the show, pulling the next one. Do, did I hear a rumor you're going to be on the ash holes? No. No? I heard they were I talking about... I thought they
8: were out of business. Not though. at all. Really? No, no. I
3: heard they were... Does anyone listen to that? It does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you were on this Wednesday, No. You mean this past
8: Wednesday? This Wednesday coming. Then nobody's asked me. Really? You want to be on? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they were on. They were on Wednesday. And Who's the t- host of that? That is Dan. Okay. D- Dan the man. And
3: Aaron. And, Aaron, and Aaron's
8: just right it. here? Okay. Am I on it? With- yeah, it's news to me. Nobody right. asked me, Jack. All right, that's, that was the rumor out there. Well, consider
4: yourself officially invited. Really? Yeah. If you want to see be it, on, see you at 3.30. Sm- they're smoking it. And I, have, and I have to come here,
3: here. again? You don't have to.
8: Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> and it starts at 3.30. Yeah. Anyway. I think I'm getting my hair done that day. <laughs> yes,
3: I think so, too. You and Jonathan, you go to the same barber, I think. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have, everybody. Next week. Eric Newman has been to the White House to try to stop the FDA overregulation. They bought billboards throughout Tampa and host endless meetings with politicians to save the last working cigar factory in Tampa, the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. Eric Newman from J.C. Newman, makers of the Diamond Crown, joins us live in studio next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And
4: when you're smoking your Mecorita Firecracker that you pick up Monday at 10 o'clock, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.